Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Well, great session, and it actually perfectly builds on 
uh, what I'm going to dive into today, which is championship relationships and being a championship connector, being a having championship emotional intelligence, because I think that's one of the most vital and essential skills of 2022. So we'll we'll dive into that here in just just a sec. But I got to start us off with a little excitement for the day. I like a little excitement. Here we go. My favorite song. It's my favorite song for the mornings. Good morning by Max Frost. In case you're wondering, Max Frost. What's that? Just singing along. Good morning. Good song. Love it. Love oh, okay. It. All right. All right. Well, good morning, guys. Excited to be here. My name is Michael Zeller. If you don't know a whole lot about me, uh, I'm an entrepreneur, mentor. I'm also an entrepreneur. I've started 16 plus businesses, done over 100 million in revenue, but as many wins as I've had, I've had at least as many failures. I probably had more failures than wins, frankly, because the failures paved the way for the wins. Uh, and failures are really just learning lessons, anyhow. So um, I'm excited to connect today and dive in. And I'm curious, I want to do a little popcorn roundtable and connect with some smart, amazing people here on stage like Ramon and Renee and Dora Marie and David and Cora and Monica and Megan and so many others. Um, I want to ask a few questions. All right. So the first question is, what is the number one relationship opportunity in the sense of using your gifts in the sense of tapping into opportunities, connections, uh, being strategic with your relationships, strategic and intentional that you're tapping into in 2022? Like, how are you approaching uh, your career, your personal life? Like, one of, one of the biggest things I'll, I'll mention, here's how, here's how I mean in terms of that um, question. So for me, I think one of the biggest opportunities in 2022 is strategic partnerships and alliances. And in times throughout history, in times of disruption, which we're in a period of disruption in this, this basically right now in 2022, things are moving faster. The ground is shifting beneath our feet. Waves of disruption are coming every single industry. The top experts in the world, which I am privileged to connect with some of them, one of them being a guy named Peter Diamandis. Top experts in the world are talking about how the people that are futurists are seeing that, hey, this world is changing faster than ever. And it's only going to get faster. Like the next 10 years are going to bring about 100 years of technological change. All right. So if that's the case, then what, what does that open up for us relationally? And I, I think one of the biggest opportunities is strategic relationships and, and, and being a great giver 
within those relationships. So like, for example, this morning, um, I'm aligning myself with a guy named Dan Clark. Dan Clark is a massive uh, keynote speaker, spoken in 70 different countries, written Hall of Fame speeches for guys like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and many others, um, and mentored countless other speakers because I want to be a much better speaker. I want to tell stories. I want to weave in my life's journey, my wife's journey, and and build my brand from more stages. Like other guys up here like Ramon, Lolita, others, uh, Renee, you, know, you guys all have spoken like that's a core core part of what you guys do but i want to i want to ask you guys what are some relationship opportunities that you're really pursuing uh and you're seeing that is a massive opportunity for you right now or a relationship skill set that you're really intentionally developing so either opportunity or skill set for 2022 that you're pursuing. Ramon, I see you on Flash. Go ahead, my friend. Absolutely, man. Always good to be in a platform with you. Thanks for all that you share to the world, Mike. Always good to be in your orbit. And I think what I'm doing, let me know if I'm answering the question right, but I see it as not the Amazon model where I'm trying to buy everything and be everything because I'm a small business, right? And I quote unquote, can't do that. That's not what I want to do. But I am looking at more like the soup model, and you can help me interpret Ramon's words, Mike, <laughs> but the soup model, I got a pot, and I got water and I got one potato. Who else is hungry and has a carrot and an onion, if you get what I'm trying to say? So I can just call it out, me and yourself. I mean, there's a relationship. And I think as Glenn Lundy has said, and I'll be done here about David Melzer, he said, what did I do? I invested whatever it was, time, whatever it was, resources, to just check out Dave Melzer, be in his orbit, now we're, we're trust each other. We get each other because we spent time together, right? Like the like switch. Now we can work. So my point is, and last thing, Mike, and then I'm also saying what assets do I have? That goes back to the soup just to wrap this up. And how can I work with others who can add their assets and make us better? Did that make any sense, Mike Zeller? <laughs> Ramon, you always make a ton of sense, brother. So let me, let's unpack that. Glenn's, Glenn's journey, for example, with David Melsler. What did you pick up on that? Yeah. What would you like to, yeah, I think that's a great illustration. Sure, so Glenn, yeah, was at, Glenn was at point A or point B, whatever in life, and he saw Dave Meltzer. He's like, you know what, this guy can add value to me kind of one way. So Glenn Lundy said, you know, ab above board, he said overly, I invested in him, paid him some money for a program, coaching, masterclass, whatever it was. Then after that, now, we got to know each other. Not that he couldn't done it without it, but that gave them time together, like every week for 10 weeks or whatever the deal was. Then after that, they, maybe they chat and go on and on. Then a few weeks later, a few months later, David knows David now and Glenn know each other. Now Glenn and Dave can say, oh, David Meltzer rather can say, oh, I know more about Glenn. I'd love to even now work with Glenn. Maybe I'm paying Glenn some money now. Is that helpful? It kind of the relationship evolves yeah. and changes, but it takes time. It takes trust has to be built in the best relationships. And it doesn't have to always work by investing in somebody's program, but meaning somehow you got to spend time with the person before you work with them. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, and trust is like the bridge to go deeper. So sometimes we jump into things without the trust level or appropriate levels of trust as well. So, um, whoops, uh, love that. <laughs> yeah, great job, Ramon. Apparently, my computer wanted to give you some claps Thank right you. there. So, uh, <laughs> um, who else has a share of a relationship? I would love to piggyback on that. This yeah, is Michelle go ahead, McLean. Michelle. 
So guys, there, I've been dropping a bunch of books this morning, but there's a fantastic book out. It's called Brandscaping, Unleashing the Power of Partnerships. I'm reading it through my 75 hard journey right now. And literally this book is all about the topic that you were talking about this morning. It's about creating those reciprocal relationships that can move markets forward. And there was a really awesome reference in this book. And guys, I know there's a whole lot of controversy about Disney right now, but if we look back when the movie, for example, Finding Nemo came out, right? Finding Nemo, after that movie came out, literally the pet industry and, and pet shops, they blew up. It didn't matter if you were someone that was selling a clownfish, for example, or if you were selling fish food, or if you were selling aquariums, whatever it was, there is so much power in those partnerships. And when you're able to create those brands and pull your resources together, it's absolutely amazing what you are able to do. I go back to my hashtag, we rise together, because it's so powerful. You have to position yourself in the current and future marketplace to say, what problem do I solve? And how can I use my skill sets going back to what Ramon said? You know, I'm maybe I'm the carrot and he's the potato and you're the onion and someone else is the celery. But what we build together is absolutely beautiful because we all bring different talents and different skill sets and different products and services. And when you're able to marry all of that together and put it in one pot and put a shiny bow on it, right? The whole package, you can do so much more. Maybe your marketing budget for the year is $100,000 and maybe Ramon's is $100,000 and maybe Michael's is $100,000. I'm just throwing out round numbers here. But if we all pull our resources together and we're able to bring forth the different problems that we can solve for a particular company or a product or service, now we have $300,000 that we can work with and we can market to all those different segments. So like I said, going back to the whole thing with Finding Nemo, right? Finding Nemo made every single kid in the world want to run to the pet store, grab their parents and go buy a clownfish, right? And they needed the food and they needed the tank and they needed the water chemicals and they needed all of that. And every single one of those markets benefited from that one single partnership, from that one single movie. So you have to ask yourself, how can I position myself to be in a place that I can help every other brand around me win? How can we collaborate to move our market forward and to create something amazing together? And I, I just love it, guys. If you haven't read Brandscaping, go out, get the book. It's phenomenal. Um, so that's my two cents on the topic. Hey, Mike, GI. Yeah, go ahead, GI. And, th and great share, Michelle. I second Brandscaping. Terrific book. Uh, we're going to unpack a little bit of principles as well from Never Eat Alone and uh, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. So if you're a bookworm like myself uh, and you want to pick up some epic books on relationships, those are two of my other favorites. But go ahead, G.I. Good morning. Love everything that Michelle, Ramon, and you said. Uh, good morning to my fellow champions in the room. Um, I just want to say I love this. Ramon, you triggered me, and it's uh, something that I... Thank you, G.I. That's an honor. Thank you. <laughs> it's in a good way. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's something that I, I teach, been teaching my children from young about leadership, and, and it's something that my, my aunt taught me. She said, if you want canned vegetables to taste good, season the water right put all of the seasonings in the water dump all of the water out of the out of the can of green beans if you will and season the water and taste it because whatever you put in the water 
the vegetables are going to soak up that flavor. That's the way I taught my children about leadership. And, and what I'm saying is leadership, core values, character are the water, right? And so Ramon and others, and I include myself in this, as we're building partnerships and alliances, we got to have the seasoning in the water because that seasoning in the water is going to make whatever we put in it taste good, be good for the community and the people that we serve. This is GI, God Inspired to Help Women, Veteran, entrepreneurs have a greater impact in the world through entrepreneurship. Thanks. Always amazing. So good. Great share, GI. Let's do one other share and uh, feel free to dive in. Who wants to flash their mic if you've got a share? Let's see. Anyone? Hey, listeners. If you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorningfive.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Anyone else have a share? Go ahead and jump in. Otherwise, I'll jump in. All right, so here's what we're gonna do, guys. I wanna unpack a few key principles and I posted, by the way, if you guys are interested, I posted the top 22 trends, meta and micro trends for 2022. One of them that I unpack pretty in depth in the uh, PDF. It's a little ebook, power packed ebook. I've had tons of people just love what I created there. Um, one of them is the strategic partnerships. Another massive trend and opportunity in 2022 is building and leveraging your personal brand. Uh, of course, I break down blockchain, cryptocurrency, biohacking, uh, the greatest era of misinformation. That's another trend that you have to be aware of in 2022. Um, but it, that's a, a document, totally free. Grab that if you guys want. But I think one of the biggest, someone's on my, uh, all right. Uh, one of the biggest opportunities for 2022 is really learning to tap into the genius of others, tap into your personal genius, find, hey, I'm freaking amazing at this, and just staying in that lane and being honest and real with that, but then looking at, hey, who else is amazing that's over here that I would love to work with, that it would be alignment, aligned in terms of values or vision, and, uh, and then have the complementary assets, you know, in, in every single great venture, business-wise, um, and sports teams, right? Or even solo sports like golf or tennis. People have incredible coaches. They have like a tennis player often will have about five or six different coaches. So their team is a massive impact. Boxers. Uh, I, I have the pleasure of having a friend that's a world welterweight champion in the boxing and his friends with, you know, fought Floyd Mayweather and, and guess what? at his peak, when he was at his best, he had phenomenal coaches in his corner, right? Phenom phenomenal support team. So it's never a solo thing, but you wanna find your genius, own it, and then leverage the genius of others because they want people, we all have deep gifts and we all also are really bad at certain things too. We suck at certain things. Um, and in fact, like, Part of the reason I wrote a book called The Genius Within 
is because I was on this quest. You know, I went through a season of where I, I lost over a million dollars. I got married, uh, ended up having to sell a lot of my real estate. Um, I had built up a nice little real estate portfolio, had to sell it, pay off debts and pay off different things and went, went through a massive reset basically right as I was getting married. Not the best time in the world to have your, your uh, world crumble in some regards. But I realized, hey, it's part, I had built like these companies where we were doing about 30 million a year at one point. And I'd built these companies and I was like, things started falling apart. And one of the things that fell apart was our operations. And it was because I'm not a great operator. I'm great at driving things forward and driving the vision and I hadn't made the smartest decisions with my operating partners. And that was ultimately my mistake, right? Um, so I didn't tap into the right genius uh, beside me. Um, so that's a piece. The next part is being a super connector, modern people skills, super connecting sets you apart, puts you in the top 1%. Like yesterday, I sat down, I was on a really good podcast, like it's about 80,000 downloads a month. This uh, guy, Rick Jordan, he's considered the number one expert in the country at cybersecurity, like advised uh, the White House, for example, and was like advising the Trump White House on like, hey guys, you're obsessed about this stupid Mexican wall. Well, you know what, there's, we've got, uh, it, digital security issues, digital security walls that we need, and we're inferior to many other countries, including like Russia. Uh, we're inferior on our digital security. Like Russia can hack into a lot of your uh, American companies, government, etc., much easier than we could because you know what? We're, I mean, it's improving and it's improved a lot because if partly his conversations with the Trump White House four years ago, we got some think Congress to approve, I think it was 300 million or 300 billion dollars worth of spending to improve the uh, security side. Right. But uh, so I'm on his podcast yesterday. And while I'm on the podcast, we spend an extra 15 minutes after the podcast. I'm asking hey, who else would be great for you? Who else would you want to have on your show? Who else would you want to connect with? And we're also looking at a book collaboration because I don't know a whole lot about cybersecurity, but it'd be great to interview him and co-author a book in that space because I want to be in the tech field more and more, right? So, so we're exploring those capacities where I can leverage my genius, leverage connections. And I went ahead, back to what Michelle was talking about, I followed through and I made thoughtful introductions and here's what I mean by a thoughtful introduction. Sometimes people would do referrals and they're like, Mike, meet Jim, Jim, meet Mike. You guys take it from there. And you're like, I don't know anything about Jim. I don't know anything about why you thought we would be a good connection. People that, <laughs> when you get those introductions, you're kind of both in the dark. So you want to set, when you're making those thoughtful introductions, one thing that can set you apart of being a master connector because a master connector is a savant in people skills and a savant where you can get to almost anywhere you want to go through the power of relationships and a relational network. So what you want to do is say, Jim, meet Mike. Mike is one of the top entrepreneur mentors. Uh, he's a master NLP practitioner. He's also best-selling author of The Genius Within. And he started 16 businesses. He's won a lot, failed a lot. I think he would be phenomenal for helping you 
own and step into your deepest area of genius as we were talking last night, I thought that would be perfect for you. Mike Jim is a business owner with, um, you know, 50 employees. He's ready to grow and scale, but he's, he's finding his work isn't bringing him life anymore. He's lacking fulfillment and his team isn't flourishing the way it once was. And he feels like some pieces are off. Pieces are off in him and his team and he's not sure what. I thought you might be able to uh, help him figure that out. So now we're both set up, all right? Now we're both set up to be able to, to understand how we can help each other. So give details, give background, and build the other person up, okay, in that introduction. Uh, a few other things. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Dream 100 list here in a few. Um, but, you know, one of the other big skills for modern people skills is to leverage your genius and leverage the genius of others. And, and now I want to go into an old classic. I don't know. Who's read How to Win Friends and Influence People? Anyone on stage read that book lately? All right, a few people. Cool. Who's who's had their life really changed by how to win friends and influence people? I'm curious. All right. Who would like to share uh, a few snippets from how that book impacted their life? Good morning, Michael. It's Megan Martino. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, Megan. Jump in, my friend. Good to see you. You as well. You know, it's a classic and it's a book. You know, Glenn mentions it all the time that he reads it before he's going into a uh, very strategic or important connection or meeting or an event. And it's about awareness. And I was thinking as you were speaking just now um, and going back to Ramon, I love the analogy with Michelle and he and, and uh, GI, you know, with soup, but it, to me, and it's a classic and I've read it in business or in life for years, every now and then it's actually right next to me. Um, I always pick it up and open it, and this, it's one of those things like the Bible that there's something in it that's so rich that brings that soup alive, and it brings that awareness. And I think that going back to everyone's comments and shares and everything you're saying about that genius within, it's about being aware. It's about being acutely aware of, because like you said, that connection. People say, well, Megan, you're such a great connector. Yeah, but if you don't pay attention to the need of the other person. And that's one of the things from the book. It's really paying attention to knowing a little bit about that person before, or a lot of it, and bringing it to the table and helping others connect together. But you you have to go within and be acutely aware of the other person. So that is so my good morning. Yeah, and, and when you're acutely aware of the other person, I think one of the massive skill sets within what you're saying, Megan, um, and everybody give Megan a follow too. If you haven't connected with her, she's a really smart, savvy, uh, accomplished woman as well. Um, but one of the things is practicing active listening and, and probing and understanding. And, and when people know that you understand them and you care about them, the trust factor we were talking earlier, like the trust, trust is the bridge to deeper relationships. And most of us it, don't establish enough trust. Sometimes I rush into things too, but if I'm proactive in deepening my conversation, asking the follow-up questions, asking 
um, how I can support, how I can help someone else win. Um, it, it really goes a long way, especially when I follow through on that. So like yesterday, I went ahead and made, uh, I think, three significant intros for Rick Jordan after I was on his podcast. That are wins for everyone that I made the intros for. So it's win for Rick, win for, win for Roland, win, win for uh, Alex. Um, and if you're just proactive in this, guys, it really goes so much further. So uh, love that thought. Any other relationship hacks that people have picked up as well from how to win friends and influence people before I unpack some principles from it? Michael, Hi, Michael. Are you and Mike? Yeah, go ahead. My yes. Friend. Hey, man, how you doing, Michael? So thank you very much. One of the one of the major, um, I want to say it, it was a it was a, a life changing tip um, that came out of the book. And it, it actually, I would say it originated in the Bible when it says, speak those things that be not as if they are. So there's a chapter in the book, give a dog a good name. Basically, when you see a certain characteristic in a person that you may not like, don't keep speaking that about them. Don't keep driving that home. Decree over them what it is that you want, speak over them what it is that you want to see, want to be, and ultimately that's what they will will ascend to. So that was one of the things that really helped me out. Love it. Love it, guys. Good good share, Michael. So let me unpack a few things from this. All right, I love I love some of these principles. And part one talks about Three principles. First, don't criticize, condemn, or complain. You know, I'm reading, I'm working on an, a new abundance journal, but I'm going to weave in more, uh, it's more for a target audience. So like back to even some of these, um, what I'm talking about here, strategic partnerships. One of my clients, he's the CEO of Christian Planner. Christian Planner has 500,000 emails in their database. They've got a really good organization in a lot of regards but they've only made basically a lot of traditional planner type products. Well, I've been working on uh, a, a, an abundance journal from the Bible perspective, from the biblical perspective. And uh, one of the things that came, came up as I was reading it, reading different things and researching, like Moses wouldn't, didn't bring the people of Israel into the promised land during his lifetime because it literally says in Numbers 14, uh, 26 through 30, the people were complaining. They were murmuring among themselves about this land of milk and honey and would it be great and would it be as, as God promised and all these things. They were in a complaining spirit. What if our lives, how, how much of our lives could be so much better if we just even reduced our complaining spirit? All of us complain sometimes, myself included. If I'm if I'm frustrated in a moment, it's actually, and I express it, it's actually a, a complaint, right? I'm condemning, complaining, spreading negative energy. But they, that was the blocker that did not let the, the people go into the promised land or that generation go into the promised land. Second principle, give honest and sincere appreciation. Um, I was reading a story last night about... Um, uh, in Jim Collins' book, uh, Beyond Entrepreneurship 2.0, and he talked about the story from uh, one of his mentors was just going through a really rough week. It was just an intense week, and he was a professor at Stanford at the time. And then he got a little surprise card 
from the dean in the middle of that tough week. And it probably took the dean 20 seconds to write it out. And it was just a simple little phrase like, Jim, you're doing a great job making a difference in the students' lives. And when he got that card, his, his day, the problems of that day just lifted. So uh, my invitation to you guys today as well is who could you give honest and sincere appreciation to? And it creates a boomerang effect. Uh, you know, I used to be fascinated. I'm still fascinated to some extent with things like boomerangs and the science behind why does a boomerang fly back to you? That's pretty crazy. But I don't know if you remember being a kid and you're like, why does this boomerang come all the way back to you? And if you turn your head, it could actually whack you in the head because you're not paying attention. Well, it's because um, and that principle is true throughout our lives in other ways. We reap what we sow. So are you spreading love and appreciation to others? If you spread more love, I promise you guys, a secret little hack is if we do more appreciation and more express more gratitude. I, I dare someone to even do that right now. What if you guys went ahead, see someone here in the audience, text a friend, text, let's actually take a pause. And I wanna have a few shares in about 20 minutes, 15 minutes even, on go ahead and express some appreciation to someone. And, and some of you guys, I'm gonna dare you to even do it to three or four people. Text your mom, text your siblings, Text your boss, your employee, your coworkers, whoever, someone on stage, someone in the audience, someone that you've been impacted by, or some someone that you admire some little piece. You know, you you cannot that old phrase, you if you give away, if you shine your light on others and and make their day brighter, you cannot not get a brighter day. Okay? So practice that. I'm going to even do that here while I have a chance. Like one of my favorites, um, Ramon, I love how he shows up with joy. He's got such a massive, incredible smile and it just brightens my day and he's creative and thoughtful. And then Renee is another one. I want to hit on her for a sec. She just went to Africa and inspired and served and gave her heart and her soul to serve a lot of amazing women and leaders in Africa. And, uh, and she reached out to me. She was very thoughtful and reached out to me and asked me to donate some books. And I went ahead and sent her 50 books to take to Africa. Now my book's in Africa. Like, I love that, right? So, um, so those are two people that I want to express appreciation for. But I, I want you guys to go ahead and take 30 seconds and express appreciation to someone. Message them. Share Thank them you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. Um, and if someone wants to express appreciation while we're here on stage, too, go ahead. Let's see if anyone. Flash your mic if you have someone you want to express gratitude to. I, I, I would like to express gratitude to you, Michael. Oh, I was, go ahead, yes, my name is Winifred. So I was with Renee in um, Zanzibar, Tanzania at the Pan-African Women Empowerment Summit. And I got one of those books. I got the pretty bag with the books actually i got two of those books and i got a chance to sew uh, one into somebody else's life and place an order for others so i just want to appreciate you for you know really taking the time to really sit down and articulate your thoughts in words words that really resonate with the readers and um, um your book i really enjoyed it and that's why i told you i'm sewing it into other people's life 
and they really um, give me an opportunity to reflect on you know the awesomeness that is within me and I hope other people that will read the book that I saw into their lives will will do the same reflection and break free from chains some of those chains are invisible chains that 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 bind us so I would like to I, I guess we don't give flowers do we give flowers to guys I'm not sure but anyway I would like to tell you that <laughs> I appreciate do. you and um, other women who got it in Africa, I am sure that their lives will, wait, sorry, in Zanzibar, I'm sure that their lives would, would, would change. And my, my brother is, is a writer and he writes books. And I always tell him that a book can go where you cannot go by yourself. So I'm sure that book will travel. Thank you so much for your service to this community and to the world. I'm done speaking. <laughs> I love that. Thank you, Winifred. That was beautiful. Let's have one more share. Hey, Michael, it's Jackie. Jackie, go hey, ahead, my friend. Listen, You're up. Um, I just want to go all the way down to the bottom of the room, the others in the room. You think we don't see you, you think we don't notice you, but I want to give you guys, all of you down there, flowers. If I could name you guys one by one, I would. Uh, we all been there. We all started right at the bottom down there. So you're not at the bottom, you're still at the table. And I just wanna say, we appreciate you for coming in the room today. And you are definitely being served at the very same table that we are. We appreciate you guys for coming. This is Jackie, I am done speaking. Uh, very thoughtful, love that Jackie. Um, well, great shares guys. I wanna continue on for a few, unless someone has a burning question or a thought, but uh, uh, also I posted the link to my six steps to finding your genius since we've been talking about genius. Uh, it's up at the top, you guys can grab that for free if you would like. And uh, let's dive in a few more principles. Um, third one, arouse in the other person an eager want. So how do we activate an arouse? Arouse is a visceral, you know, <laughs> yeah, when I read that word, it's, we don't use it as much in the common language, but arouse you think you know obviously in the bedroom arouse and so the other person in eager want but it's like you want to activate desire activate longing activate potential uh so how do we do that like it part of it is is belief inspiring and believing in someone and seeing that, that what they want is important and what is, they want is true and honorable uh so that's a piece like i do that in, in my sales processes um, and you want to find out where is it people want to go and then how can you help them and believe in them most of the time uh, a massive invisible barrier to people making progress on their goals is they actually doubt themselves myself included right we got this pestilence of small itis i think it's the d most deadly virus in the world it's not covid it's small itis and at some point I'm going to do a book on small itis, but, but I haven't written one yet. But um, so you do, the, how do we arouse that? You activate it with thoughtful questions and then belief. Our capacity, when we speak positive words of who they can become or the greatness we see in another, it actually lifts, helps lift that lid, that invisible glass ceiling that many of us struggle with, really all of us struggle with. Um, I'm going to roll through part twos has six principles become first one is become genuinely interested in other people. This really activates so much guys. I've, I've seen this happen over and over. And part of the reason my relationship network is as strong and I can text, I can call almost anybody 
um, in my vortex. Pe- some people that have built billion dollar companies, some people that have are phenomenal speakers, some people that are amazing healers or world leading sexologists or spiritual leaders um, is because I keep investing and, and expressing genuine interest in other people and I'm genuinely interested. I wanna know their gifts, I wanna know their talents, I wanna know who they long to be and I believe that we all have divine potential within us that is untapped. And that's my obsession is how do I help untap people's divine potential? Secondly, smiling. People can unconsciously see and feel that you're smiling when you're on the phone, like practicing when you're on, even if you people can't see your face, practice smiling while you're while you're talking to someone. Um, in fact, I just can you guys tell that I'm smiling now that I'm happy with with talking about this? Can you feel it? Anyone could anyone feel that that I'm happy and I'm smiling? <laughs> or maybe maybe not. I don't know. All right, yes. Monica can tell. All right, Christina, thanks. Um, fourth, be a good listener. Encourage others to talk about themselves. A huge, huge aspect there. Fifth, talk in terms of the other person's interest. And sixth, make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. So these are principles from part number two. I'm going to roll through a few more, and then I'm going to hand, hand over the mic for some different discussion points around this, okay? Um, and really, this, this uh, little cheat sheet, I'll call it, from How to Win Friends and Influence People, if you guys want a copy of that, just message me and shoot me your email address. I don't have uh, a simple automated process, but I'll send this to you because it summarizes the book in one simple page, which is amazing, so helpful. Um, But part number three, and these are phenomenal principles to live by. The only way to get the best of an argument is to avoid it. Avoid the freaking arguments. I, I, like last night, my wife, almost set me up to jump right into an argument. And sometimes I'll jump right into it, but I stepped away. And guess what? We had a little more pleasant evening and we avoided an argument and we had more fun together last night when we put our baby to sleep, all right? So avoid arguments. So many of us step into them, myself included. I'm stubborn and I'm like, sometimes want things, want things to be precise and right. Sometimes I just need to avoid the argument. Second one, show respect for the other person's opinions. Never say you're wrong directly. That's a big, big principle. I've screwed up on that a few times. Number three, if you're wrong, admit it quickly and emphatically. This actually goes a long way. Like our egos, if our egos are willing to say that I screwed up or I'm wrong about that, you were right, that actually builds trust that we're humble enough to say, you know what, I'm wrong. That's, that's powerful. Um, and, and also, it's a massive bridge for healing a relationship. Own the part that you're wrong. Don't point fingers at someone else. Um, but if you own that, man, shoot, beautiful things happen. Fourth principle, begin in a friendly way. Like just leading with friendliness goes a long, long way. Fifth principle, get the other person saying yes, yes, immediately. One of the amazing things about a Tony Robbins event. I've been to 14 of them and spent 1,447 hours with Tony Robbins. And uh, I was actually in his his movie. I was, uh, if you go to uh, Netflix and watch I'm Not Your Guru, you'll find me in the audience. I was not getting an intervention, unfortunately, uh, at least on that one. Um, but um, in Tony's environments, 
what he does is he gets people activated and saying yes 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 because some of us we're used to saying no subconsciously we don't or we we kind of stay in a little bit of a blah state we're not really saying yes to ourselves yes to our potential yes to our life and i'm curious right now you know as we think about stepping into your genius you think about stepping into your relation relational intelligence and cultivating this higher level self of just just knowing hey if i can cultivate these relationship skills wherever i want to go gets 50% 100% 200% easier anything i want to build in the world anything i want to create becomes so much easier if you have great people skills, great relationship skills, and all of this can get better. I consider myself to have really good, if not great people skills, I can get so much better. And I'm constantly learning and growing in that. But I'm curious, who's, who's saying yes? Who has a practice of saying yes and warming themselves up to say yes? Like if you're at a Tony event, within the first day, you're saying yes, yes, yes because it shifts your psychology and it also primes you to make that next leap into your future. So who, who's working on their yes, their yes muscles right now? I'm curious, anyone? Anyone on stage? All right, Sheila, tell me what you're working on. I'm curious. So I, um, I love Tony and that yes. And, um, I say it with the conviction and the move, make my move, and it just sets me up for the day. Love to win, it. To win. So you've been to a few Tony events, huh? I have, yes. <laughs> All right, love that. It's an amazing experience. Thank you. You're welcome. You got so, that. Mike, I haven't, uh, I haven't specifically been working on my yes, but I have been trying to be more intentional of understanding where other people are coming from and, and really like really being more agreeable. Does that make sense? Um, I've been working on that a lot, especially like on the business side of things. I come from the car business and we're, 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 we're taught to, uh, to, to go in pretty strong, right? To go in for the clothes pretty strong. And I've always been real good with people skills and so on and so forth, but I've been even more so right now, just making sure not just potential clients really feel warmth and an agreeable conversation that's valuable on both sides, uh, but also like my current clients that have been with me paying extra special attention to make sure that they, you know, that we're being agreeable with them also. Um, and just being the best that we can be for them, serving them from a, from a complete heart space without any other intention or agenda attached to it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's so good, Glenn. And Glenn, one of the other things, I was reading your post last night on Facebook where you told your story of, you know, like you were in and out of jail and then you went through, uh, then you connected with your wife and you met your, your wife and she said, yes, like your, our lives are radically changed by the yeses we say, the yeses and the leaps and the courageous yeses we say to ourselves and to others. And then you connected with 
David Messler and connected with all these other guys. Like, can you, can you share some from your posts, some of the yeses that you said to yourself, whether out loud or subconsciously based on the power of the decisions? Yeah. At, at that season in my life, Mike, I, um, you know, my wife was definitely a huge catalyst to that, right? She was one of the first people that really believed, like she believed in me more than I believed in me. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And, yeah. Uh, and she was one of the first people to really do that. She saw something in me that I didn't necessarily see. And so I started making decisions. Like at that point, when, when we found out she was pregnant with my um, my second child, her first child, I decided to get back into the auto industry, which I had stepped out of the auto industry for a brief period of time. I had a, it had, I had a bad taste in my mouth for the auto industry. And so when I went back in, I made a decision. I said, okay, yes, I'm going back into the industry and I'm going to make a positive impact in the industry versus allowing the industry to have an impact on me. And so I started saying yes to putting myself in a position to be able to make an impact. I started saying yes to the disciplines that were required to in, you know, in order to walk the walk and not just talk the talk. Right. I started saying yes to it can be me. I can be the catalyst of change in a, in, a, in a massive global impacting industry. So I had to really start saying yes, which was really sparked from my wife's belief in me. And that helped me have a belief in me. And then I started to realize that I can be the catalyst of all things good in my life. I don't have to wait for anyone else's permission. I can say yes to step into my dreams, my greatness, my visions, authority, power, all of those things. It's a choice, right? It's a choice. So that was the choice I made. So good guys. So good. And in the ripple effects, uh, another, another guy wrote, uh, Daniel Pink just came out with a book called the power of regret. And he found that people like in a, uh, in a ratio of basically three to one, people regret the things they didn't do more than the things that they did do. So in other words, people said no to opportunities, no to going on that date, no to reconciling that relationship, no to that opportunity to grow and stretch or that adventure. So your no, yes, there is the concept of the power of a positive no, where you're saying no to this so I can say yes to that. So that part is really true, the power of a positive no, okay? But most of us are saying when a lot of our lives, we're saying no out of fear, no out of fear of judgment, no out of, uh, no out of hesitation, or uncertainty, you know, like Elon Musk, this dude's crazy. He just bought like a whole bunch of Twitter. He owns more Twitter than anyone else, <laughs> more than the founders. He just said, you know what? I'm going to start a social network. 
and instead he decided to just buy a big chunk of one. Um, the dude starts businesses from Twitter. He's in traffic and he's like, you know what? I'm starting a boring company. He says, yes. He says, yes, yes, he might fail. So what? Sarah Blakely, one of my favorite stories, her dad used to ask her and her brother every night at bed, or not at bed, at dinner, every night at dinner, hey, honey, what did you fail at today? And if Sarah said, you know, said, Daddy, I didn't fail at anything, then honey, you know what you need to do. And she'd have to get up, and she'd have to go fail at something before she could go to bed. She would have to learn and grow and say yes to acquire new skill sets, to trying something new, to expanding. I want to invite you guys right now. Some of those dreams, those deep dreams that you have placed within you, they might need a few more yeses, a few more courageous leaps, a few more bets on yourself. At the end of the day, what else are you going to bet on? Bet on yourself. What do you need to do to take that next leap up, that next step? Say yes to yourself. Say yes to cultivating those next relationships. Say yes to your dreams. Say yes to making the impact you know you're meant to make. So I want to invite you guys to say yes more. What, try, try it out today. Say yes to a few things. Who else, who else wants to share before I move on to the I'm next Michael. Point? Yeah. Hi, it's Kate. Hey, Kate. Go ahead, my friend. So I just want to share because as you keep saying, say yes, say yes. I, I'm, it, I'm laughing because in my home office, I have this. I'm looking at it right now. It's this cute little painting. And on it, it says, say yes to new adventures. Say yes to new adventures. So I always look at that, especially if I'm making a decision where I'm like, ooh, should I? And then if you turn around and you look at my screen on my monitor, I have a pink index card and what it says is, and I wrote on it and it says, it's always worth it. It's always worth it. Cause when I think about saying yes to new adventures, no matter what happens, even if it fails, even if it doesn't work, even if it doesn't show up the way that you think it's going to, it's always worth it because you gain skills and experiences that help you become a better person and the skills that you sometimes gain from those failures help catapult you into something that you never thought you were even going to be interested in. So say yes to new adventures. It's always worth it. <laughs> so good. So good. It's crazy, right? Like if, when we say like, okay, could you imagine where your life is without some of the yeses? Like what's a crazy yes that you said yes to that you're like, I don't know freaking how I'm going to do this, but you pulled it off or something great came out of it. I'm curious. Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. I was I was running a business when I had an opportunity from one of my favorite authors had said came to me and said, "Hey, I want you to run my company. Come be the CEO of this company." And I was like, "Wait, what? I don't know how to do that." But I said, "Yes." And it's been 4 years and I have been it's been the best decision I've ever made. So good. So good. Yeah. Just, uh, so last week, or I guess two weeks ago now, however long it's been. Uh, so I was supposed to go to 10x growth call with a friend. He was, he was, uh, he had a ticket that he was giving me and right at the last minute he ended up canceling, wasn't able to go so on and so forth. And so I was like, and I was like, okay, just, just do it. Just, just buy the ticket. Right. So I, I paid the, 
the big money for the for the for the big ticket and went down to the event now i had everything scheduled so that was the first yes then i had everything scheduled for me to fly home sunday night i was going to spend monday with my family and then fly to la on tuesday to speak at the nft la event which was another thing i said yes to even though i don't have any clue what i'm doing in that space but i said yes to speaking at that so that was the plan fly home sunday night spend monday with the fam and then fly to la on tuesday well before i left for the event i was talking to my daughter my 12 year old and my daughter i told her my my plan my itinerary and she said you know dad sometimes it's harder on the little kids when you come home for like a real short amount of time and then turn around and leave again she said maybe you should just fly from miami straight to la get your work done and then come home and be home and i was like well that's an interesting insight from a 12 year old right and so i said okay i'm gonna do that so i went ahead and changed my flight from sunday night to monday afternoon and instead of coming home to kentucky for the day just going straight to la so that was another yes then fast forward i'm in clubhouse on monday morning i'm doing my segment here in breakfast with champions and i'm talking about the fact that i'm packing to go to la and grant cardone pops in the room and grant says oh you're going to la well i'm going to la too why don't you just wait till noon and ride with me <laughs> and i said yes. of course yes okay i'll do that and so those yeses a yes to buying that ticket a yes to my daughter's uh you know the mind of a 12 year old and really take into into consideration what she said and in saying yes and changing that flight led to that opportunity for grant to pop into the room which i said yes to that and got to spend you know six hours on the plane with with this guy that uh, has been a, a big part of my life for the last 24 years. So, and then that all ended with me saying yes to speaking at an NFT event where I was by far the dumbest person in the room, incredibly, incredibly uncomfortable. And I loved every second of it because there was so much for me to learn. I made some great contacts at that. So a series of yeses over the last two weeks has really been transformative for me amazing amazing story guys um and by the way guys in case you're new to breakfast with champions or just popping in this room glenn lundy is the founder of breakfast with champions so give him a follow uh he's in the top left if you uh click to refresh and scroll down and then also click on that little green house at the top right because we have some of the best and biggest and most powerful rooms every single day in clubhouse uh, except Sunday, I think Sunday we're off, right? No, no breakfast with champions on Sunday, but um, currently, yes, currently. currently, currently, things are changing, guys. Something's happening. Uh, Glenn's about to say yes to something else, I guess. <laughs> um, but guys, uh, real quick before I move on, and uh, I want to give you guys a chance if you want to grab that six steps to finding your genius. The other thing that I want you guys to do, I want to invite you guys to do, and, and I was going to cover a dream one hundred list today a little bit but we'll cover that next week potentially but when you think about your potential as a leader as a creator as a uh, whether you're in a job or you're creating your own thing or you're at home a stay-at-home mom 
one of the things you want to do is say yes to your own genius, your own potential. And part of that is filling your mind up in rooms like this with positivity. Well, you know, we can accomplish far more and become far more when we are in a positive mental state because we have the courage to take a leap. We have the faith that things might work out or that I will learn something great from it. All right. And then the second thing, though, you know, these very wise guys like Socrates said to know thyself is the beginning of all wisdom. Dr. Michael Gervais, um, he's uh, the uh, Super Bowl coach, the psychologist, peak performance psychologist for the Seattle Seahawks during their Super Bowl seasons. And he talks about how the single biggest thing that we do in our lives is to pursue self-knowledge and self-wisdom. And it's a lifelong pursuit. It's not something that you do overnight. It's something that you do every night, every day. And, and being intentional around that, uh, like Glenn, uh, you know, he jumped on a plane with Grant Cardone and he goes to NFTs, learn, is the complete newbie in the NFT space, right? Like, I would love to be the complete newbie at a big NFT conference myself as well. So he said yes to that, to really stretching into that. And it allows him to always have that, that you know, beginner's mind of learning and mastering um, I'm reading this other book about human genius because this is my my passion, really. And the the number one prerequisite for the Mozarts, the Beethovens, the Shakespeare's, the the Oprahs of the world, curiosity. You know, Oprah's done thirty seven thousand plus interviews on air. <laughs> thirty thousand plus interviews on air. And guess what? She's in endlessly curious and fascinated with human beings, with their stories, with their journeys. And so I want to invite you guys to be more curious, A, about yourself. What genius, what talent is within you that you have yet to unlock? And then what genius and what talent is in others? And if you are forever a person, I want to invite you guys as we wrap up the session this morning and pass to the illustrious Sea Rock. What talent do you have within you that you have yet to tap into? And what talent can you call forth from others? As you look at the people that you interact with today, whether they're your children, whether they're your spouses, whether they're your coworkers, look and see and recognize, do some of these principles. And by the way, again, reminder, if you want the quick like one page summary of how to win friends and influence people, I just grabbed it from online this morning and I was like, or last night, and I was uh, blown away at how I've read the book, but I'd never had that summarized in one one page. I'll send that to you. Just shoot me an e- shoot me a message on the app with your email, and I'll get it over to you later today because um, I don't have a lead magnet or anything on that. So, but how can you speak over other people? The genius you see, express appreciation, lead with smiling, lead with appreciation, lead with active listening and sincere appreciation and connection and be a super connector and see how your life, one of the consummate skills for 2022 is being phenomenally, phenomenal at relationships and tapping into your genius. So that's my two cents. 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.